What were the five best horror films of 2014? Well, we are here to tell you. Welcome to Fright Club, a show that celebrates the great horror movies you might have missed. I'm Hope Madden. And my name is George Wolf, and we are from MadWolf.com. And we thought since this was the debut episode, we would just, just start in with looking at the five best horror films from last year. A new year, it's always a good time. You always have the list of things, the best, the worst. But really, looking back at 2014, would you say it was a good a good year for horror movies? You know, it was. Um, it's funny, though, and one of the reasons that I think this countdown fits the general idea of our show is that most of the really great ones were not big studio films. You know, Annabelle was fine. It was a fine movie, but it, it wasn't great. Um, and, and honestly, the studios didn't put out the kind of, of major... Uh, horror output that they have in the last couple of years. Um, Devil's Do was terrible. And, terrible. You know, they were just, most of the studio output was eh, pretty anemic. Not, mm-hmm. not a lot going on, but there were a lot of great indie movies and a lot of great foreign horror movies this year. Yeah. Um, and a lot of great first-time directors this year. A lot of great women directors this yeah. year, which is a fun change Especially of pace. Especially at number one, which we'll get yeah. to. <laughs> Very much so. But just to give you a little bit of background, we're based... Uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, Fright Club actually began as a monthly film festival. We feature uh, once a month here at a local theater in Columbus, we feature a horror movie that we think didn't get enough due. Right. Really great ones. Not campy ones, not goofy ones, but really, really good horror movies that we just don't think enough people saw. Yeah. So if you're in Columbus, Ohio, on the fourth <laughs> Saturday of any month, stop by the Drexel Theater, and uh, we'll show you a good time. Yeah, it's 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 a good thing. So anyway, we've taken it uh, onto the podcasting route and excited about that. So we've got our little list here, and uh, we're going to start counting them down. Uh, what's at number five? Number five. I'm excited about this. Um, fans of horror, like longtime horror movie geeks, know Peter Jackson not because of The Lord of the Rings, but because of his Kiwi output. His first several films were very body-fluid-oriented <laughs> splatter horror comedies. Yeah. And New Zealanders have picked that up in the last couple of years, and I really think that one of the most intelligent, most fun, most clever horror films to come out of that nation in years came out this year. It's called Housebound. What are you going to do against a hostile spirit? I'm going to smash it in the face. Yeah, so that little clip there, that sets you up with the general idea. She's she's housebound in right. this house. She, right, and she's been arrested. It's a happening. series of arrests, and so they decided that what they need to do with her is send her home to her mom, who's adorable, but <laughs> believes that the house is haunted. And the longer she's there, she's stuck there. You're feeling claustrophobic with her. She's just dying to get out and get away. And then little by little, she starts to think maybe her mom is not crazy. She believes. And, you know, it's, it's one of those movies where... We really can't. If you probably didn't get a chance to see it. You really need to get a chance to see it. And we can't tell you much more about it because it spoils too many things. But there is a, it's a, it's a clever plot. It's very funny. It's very, you know, action packed and yet really claustrophobic. Um, and really, this is the kind of movie that is perfect for not to pat ourselves on the back, but perfect for things like we do where we bring these in to let a, cr- a crowd see them, because this is a movie that's fun to see with a crowd. Yeah, it's one of those... Because you will get people yelling at oh, the yeah. screen, yeah, yeah, yeah. having a great time, hooping and hollering. And so many times in a movie like this, the payoff isn't worth it. And in this case, it's perfect. Yeah. It's just, it's really, really enjoyable. It's an enjoyable, fun, and funny... Cle- funny, yeah. Clever and, and funny, and uh, that's that's why I say it really brings people... Uh, to the point of really having a good time with each other because yeah. you're all just screaming, oh, and when things start It's a good crowd movie. It really yeah. is. Now, 
we know that that might not be possible. So if you if you only only can see it. Uh, maybe on home video or, or streaming or whatever. If and it, it is recently released. It's available yeah. right now on, on uh, DVD, video on demand, everything like that. But if it's a chance to maybe have a little, you know, house party of your own, you know, maybe to get the popcorn oh, yeah. or whatever and get ready to have a great time. Yeah, housebound. It's, it's definitely one that you will uh, enjoy seeing with a crowd if you can. So that's that's a number five. Let's move on. Yeah, uh, number to- four is quite, quite a change of pace from Housebound. Number four <laughs> is an Israeli film called Big Bad Wolves. I found love. And this is one, you know, um, it's funny because uh, if you look, at, look it up on IMDb, it's not categorized as a horror movie. And I think that's because the horror is... Not necessarily on the screen, but it is it is tremendously dark subject matter, incredibly like the darkest imaginable subject matter. And I think one of the things that makes the film so um, sort of disquieting is that it's also really funny. And, it, and in in the most just sort of jarring ways, you find yourself laughing and it's sort of a predator and prey. It's it's uh, bullies. It's uh, and it's called Big Bad Wolves because a very a very often they make allusions to fairy tales. But basically, there's a series of crimes in an Israeli town, um, horrific crimes and murders of children. And one police officer suspects a teacher, and the teacher is sort of a milk toasty guy. The police officer is really breaking the law and trying to apprehend him. And then the father of one of the deceased girls gets involved. And what happens is ruthless and amazing and funny and awful uh, and just impeccably written. And like I say, almost alarmingly funny. It's a challenging movie. It's a dark movie. So, you know, if you're feeling a little blue at the end of the day, this might not be a good choice for you. But if you're interested in in just a brilliant, really well-written, challenging horror film, um, I, I I can't recommend this more highly. Now, if if you're thinking this the storyline might sound a little bit familiar, you may have seen the American movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. Boy, that's and, a dark double bill right and there. That's a dark, dark double <laughs> bill. Just similar to the fact that there is some crimes against children, and a father gets involved mm-hmm. and wants to take out his own. He's not satisfied that the law. Um, is is doing enough? So he wants in in, in those ways. Now, prisoners is not funny. Uh, no, if you've it's not. seen prisoners, no. it is not funny. But it is very very dark and just weighs on you. And by the time you're you're done, you really felt like you've been you know 15 rounds. So uh, it's just similar in the subject matter. But it's it's like you say, this one and is it's funny, strangely though, the, the, funny. Yeah, the humor in this almost makes it sort of more unsettling of a film that mm-hmm. you find yourself chuckling to, regardless of what it is you're watching on screen. It's a little bit, and you know what it's, it is, it is fairly similar in a lot of ways to prisoners. Um, just as an FYI, again, if you think you're going to pick it up, you've seen <laughs> prisoners, you're like, eh, I don't think I want to sit through that again. Uh, you might want to avoid this, but, but it's interesting. Boy, how, it's great. How often you, if you just were talking to someone, you know, just on the street or whatever, and you mentioned, you know, a horror movie that's actually funny. It's interesting how often that can be done, and it can be done well, obviously, as it's done here. But you wouldn't think, just off the top of your head, that those two things go hand in hand. But yeah, they, except they for can. like the crazy, you know, you know, the sort oh, no, of splatter I'm not comedies. talking about the splatter but you're comedies, right. um, like like and, uh, Shaun and, of the Dead. And if that right, and if that is something that you like, like a horror comedy, this is not what it is. This is not a horror comedy in a traditional sense at all. Actually, I can't think of a horror film 
quite like this, to be honest with you. But because you're right, it's it's very difficult to do. And the, the, one of the great things about this film is it uses it to the advantage of the horror of the film. It makes you more uncomfortable with what you're watching mm-hmm. because there are funny moments in it. Yeah, so that's uh, an Israeli film, as you said, from last year at number four. That is Big Bad Wolves. So moving on up, number three, another uh, another foreign film. Another actually Middle Eastern film. Uh, the fil- film at number three is called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah, and right there, the first thing, I love the title. Oh, yeah. Because it's so evocative of whatever your mind, wherever place your mind wants to go. A girl walks home alone, ooh, that could lead to bad things. Yeah. Well, it can, but in this case, not necessarily for the girl. No. Uh, Because uh, this is, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, the first Iranian vampire movie? That is is correct. Is that right? Yes. Uh, So we've given that away, but I don't think that's too much. No. Uh, The girl in this case is a vampire. Yeah. And uh, she's she's great. The young woman that plays her is great, and uh, how it's how it's framed, how it's shot. It's it's beautifully shot and 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 framed in a lot of dark. dark obviously, vampires exist in the darkness, uh, and that's used to great effect. Uh, and she travels a little bit in in uh, the cr- world of the underworld. You know, she there's a kind of a, a pimp and, and a drug well, guy involved. Well, it's funny because um, it's set in a fictional Iranian town called Bad Town. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's very much a fictional town. It's like a Wild West. It's like a ghost town. It's a modern day, but it's like a modern day Iranian ghost town. The only people who are left in town really are sort of the dregs of society. But it's, uh, but it's, it's unpopulated. There's just, there's just almost no one there except this girl <laughs> and, you know, uh, these other sort of fringe type people which you know make for perfect prey they really it's set up really quite beautifully and the way that it is filmed it's a black and white film and if you're thinking oh pretentious it's not what it is it's you know it's got a little bit of a Jim Jarmusch about it but it also really kind of calls back old spaghetti westerns Mm -hmm. in the the soundtrack in the way that the the camera moves not a lot of dialogue nope uh, a lot of silence and and uh, yeah, a lone stranger, yeah, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. This crosses paths with someone, and uh, it's it's really vampire movies have been around forever. But so you're always looking for a new twist, which we'll get to another one here in a little bit. But uh, this is a great one. It is. It's a new twist on things, and it's great to see because as she wa- the the impression this character gives off when people see her walking is of helpless, yep. and maybe she needs. You know, she needs assistance or she's easy prey. And obviously she's not. And they also do a great um, contrast between when she's walking with her her headscarf, her shawl around, you know, to cover her face. And then when she takes it off at certain and to reveal her full, you know, very soft features, pretty face and everything uh, that's used, I think, to great effect as well. Yeah, and the the big, you know, the flowing robes. Uh, at, at one point, she she uh, she just hops on a skateboard. That's great. And you know, not only is that sort of funny and charming, <laughs> but it's a great image because you can't see the skateboard with all the you know the flowing robes, and she's just moving smoothly it's awesome. up the. It's a great shot. It's a great. It's a really stylistic film. It's a, and it's one of the it's one of the films that we're going to talk about by a, a female director. And there are not a lot of female directors, period. But there certainly are not a lot in the in the genre. Uh, and her name is Anna Lily Amipur. Um, and you know, she really, obviously she's a cinephile. I mean, you, you, if you watch the movie, you're going to see callbacks to just dozens and dozens of movies. But the fact is 
her cultural sort of uh, vision automatically changes everything that she's pulling in. And none of it doesn't look like an homage, really, but it definitely doesn't look like a ripoff. It's a it's just a new, fresh way of cobbling these ideas together. It's it's such a fun movie. Yeah. And it also has uh, things in it that might remind you of either uh, Let Me In or Let the Right One In, depending on which of those you've seen, the American version or the original foreign film. Um, but there are things that remind me of that as well with the younger uh, vampire getting involved with a, with a friend mm-hmm. uh, who, who she's not going to prey on and, and where it goes from there. So you may, if you've seen those movies, you'll see a little bit um, of, of those movies in this as well. But yeah, highly recommended. This was, especially that skateboard. When, when, <laughs> I'm sorry, when she's rolling down on that skateboard, it was great. It was great. So, uh, not, not laugh out loud, but uh, anybody that has seen this movie... You can always just say, hey, this vampire on a skateboard. Oh, yeah. You know, love it. So so that is number three, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Very highly recommended. And we'll stay with vampires for number two. How can you live for so long and still not get it? You've been pretty lucky in love, though, if I may say so. Only Lovers Left Alive uh, by the great Jim Jarmusch. And you know what's funny? You are not a big fan of vampire movies. Um, well, generally speaking, okay, they have, but they have to be good. Yeah, no, I certainly don't what, like though? Twilight. I no. mean. <laughs> but I also think that it's 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 really a genre that's gotten stale. Yeah, like very stale. Yeah, that's true. Because honestly, now that you mention it, when I when I wrote my print review for this movie. I think my opening sentence was, not vampires again. <laughs> That's right. Because you do. You get, no, what are we going to do this time? And we, of course, we just got done telling you about a, a, a vampire movie that was done well. And this one, really from, from the opening shot. Which is it, glorious. It, the way it's framed, and he, he comes down from above, and the, the, everything is circling, uh, almost like a, a, a 45 record going around. And it's Tilda Swinton, so you've got me right there. Right. Because she's awesome. Yep. As one vampire. And uh, Tom Hiddleston. As Eve. Eve, yeah. And uh, Tom Hiddleston is the other. Who's also always great. Oh, and they're, they're perfect uh, looking. I mean, you think about them. Oh, yeah, they would make great looking <laughs> vampires. And they are lovers. They're a couple, but they are separated by a great distance. Right. Uh, she's living on one part of the world, and he's living in Detroit. And that's one of the things that I think is great about it. Just like just like this imagined uh, town, this ghost town in A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, is that, you know, Detroit has become really a city of the dead. And that's what they sort of wink and a nod. That's what they kind of point out in this movie. I mean, you can get away with what they're the way they're living because, you know, what? there's not a lot else left there. A lot of empty, you know, streets, a lot of, of boarded up buildings, a lot of just dogs roaming the roads. I mean, it's in the, what they do with that is pretty great. Yeah. And then uh, Jim Jarmusch, who, if you don't know, is from uh, Toledo, Ohio, which is not far from Michigan. And so he makes a little, like you say, some wink and nods uh, jokes about him. They, they mentioned Jack White yeah. uh, in the movie. So it's got a very modern sensibility uh, to it. But, uh, but anyway, they're separated by a great distance. And, of course, they've been alive for hundreds of years. Uh, and then uh, Tilda Swinton's Eve decides to come visit him uh, for the first time in a while. And there are two uh, vampires who have given up preying on people for their, for their blood. And... There's a good reason for that, one that actually makes sense. Right. I know that's been used no, in right. other vampire movies, but no, this time, in many ways, I thought as I was watching this, it's just a logical, if, if he sat down and said, okay, 
let's say vampires really did exist today. How might they live? And this is a logical extension yeah, of what, okay, I can see that. Yep. Uh, as much as it has fun with the genre, it's just, it's so well shot, again, with dark shades. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, oh, the, and they're the coolest. They're you the know, coolest. It's like they're, he's, a, he's a musician. He's a musician. And, of course, he's reclusive, so he's underground, which makes him all the more interesting. Appealing, appealing to, to yeah. the hipsters. Yeah. And, um, and it's got uh, Mia Wachowski, Wash- Wachowski, I hate that, to, to mispronounce her name. And also uh, Anton Yelkin mm-hmm. uh, as uh, supporting supporting actors. Not a, not a large cast, but they're great. And they of course, great. the two leads. John Hurt. John Hurt, yeah, is a is another older vampire with a very interesting backstory, <laughs> which uh, may you know may 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 cause some smiles. But it's it's done so well. And the ending, I'm not going to give it away. We're not going to give it away. But the ending is just pitch perfect. Yeah, it is. I loved it. And you know, it's funny. You know. Um, it is one of the best films I saw all of last year. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. It's a and crime. It's, it's, to be honest with you, it is just barely a horror film. I mean, obviously, it, it, it's included because it's a vampire movie, which is full on is. And there is some death in there. and there's But there's really only one or two scenes that could be truly considered horror. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's such a... It's just so great. I love it so much when a truly gifted brilliant director decides he's going to make a horror film i love that mm-hmm. and uh, and that's what that's what this is if you haven't seen a lot of jim jarmusch films you just should yeah, you they're should. all great um and but, this is another of the great ones yeah well and as we were saying before not just horror but vampire movies in general which are such a a staple in in cinema yeah and we've got two here that give it a fresh take and and this one especially uh to repeat myself i really thought like this is an interesting Take on how they might actually live today, uh, if 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 they were around. Uh, if I'm not saying they're not, <laughs> <laughs> you but, know. And uh, it's it's a funny thing if you look over the whole year, the 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 best in the genre, not that horrific, really. I mean, we've obviously evolved past the horror porn of you know the the late '90s, beginning of the 2000s, mm-hmm. and um, just not a lot of real blood and guts terror this year, which is fine. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, and I, I certainly have nothing against films like that. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre is maybe my all-time favorite movie, but it was an interesting year because they were the the really good ones were more thoughtful and spooky. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get some blood and other bodily fluids as you seem to always do in New Zealand movies and Housebound. You're gonna see a bit of that, but the, the others are more cerebral and uh, spooky. But the spookiest of all is where the movie we have perched at number one. The best horror film of last year and the best horror film in in quite a while is The Babadook. And and this one, I would hesitate to say that it's really underseen or overlooked because it seems to me that it's really getting some uh, some attention and hopefully come awards time might even get some more. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean... Um... It's not it's not a blockbuster. It's not going to make a hundred million dollars. It's not going to do what, you know, Annabelle or or others like that saw. It's not going to be like that. But for a an independent foreign low budget horror movie, it it has taken off internationally. And and uh, that's really honestly because it is so fresh. It's such an interesting film and it's so incredibly well made. Yeah. And uh, 
actually, we're, we are members of the uh, group, the Central Ohio Film Critics Association. We just got together and did our yearly awards, and we awarded uh, Essie Davis, who plays the mother in The Babadook, as Best Actress of the Year. Of the Year. And, and we awarded uh, The Babadook as the, the Best Overlooked Movie of the Year. So hopefully, and I, I was noticing, I was on the Facebook page of the movie a couple days ago, and it's starting to rack up these awards. Yeah, it's true. Um, it, it really is. So, uh, like, like you say, it's getting some attention. Not going to be a blockbuster, but boy, it's worth uh, checking out. And it's great because it is all rooted in a children's book. It is. Um, it's funny. So, Jennifer Kent, first time feature director. Uh, she wrote and directed the movie. She's out of Australia. And I think that she brings a really unique perspective. Uh, the story is about a single mother with uh, a sort of a troublesome boy and well, let's just say in the first few minutes i wanted to throttle this kid let me tell you <laughs> they do a great job of making of letting you identify with the mother because she's a single mother like you said he's a handful and you just want to throttle him you know before we go any further i, I we should say so essie davis won for best actress for the central Ohio film critics association she is absolutely brilliant she's great pitch perfect but the thing is too noah wiseman is the the, the boy who plays her son also could not have been any better. <laughs> he could not have been any yeah. better. And he's uh, he's terrified to go to bed at night. He's quite a handful. It causes a lot of problems. He beats up kids in his class. He's always trying to arm himself against the monsters that he believes are coming for him. And somehow, one night when she's reading him his 11th book before he has to fall asleep, she, he, he grabs a book off the shelf called The Babadook. And it's, it's basic uh, little phrase is, if it's in... If it's in a title, it's if it's in a glance or in a look. In a look, you can't get rid of, of the, the Babadook. Babadook, and it's a it's a pop up children's book as they're reading it. Creepy so, as hell. So these creepy things pop out at them, and the basic uh, gist of the book is: if you let this Babadook into your house, you are not going to get rid of him. And so it starts getting weirder and weirder until the mother starts thinking, "Yeah, there's something going on here," and. She tries to get rid of the book, and mm, the book keeps popping up in the house, and and it's it's so it's so well done. Again, not a not a blood and guts horror movie. No, but at it's all. it's it's a very disturbing movie. Yes, it's and, and I think because you know it's funny because there's a there's a subtext in the film that is really right under the surface and is so beautifully handled yes. and deeply disturbing. Yep. And also um, the cinematography is really great. It's just slightly distorted, gives sort of gives everything a just everything in the house a little bit of a menacing feel about it. Yeah. Um and you know there there's the sound, the you know babadooky <laughs> yeah. sound. It's yeah. just creepy, creepy, creepy. And you know just beginning to end including a fairly challenging ending. It is. And it'll it, it will be one that I think frankly a lot of People might miss uh, what what we think the uh, the uh, real main point is, but it's certainly one that is going to uh, cause some discussion. Yeah, about why. I, personally, and, I think it was perfect. I, I think, think the, it was perfect. Yeah, the ending was perfect. But the I've performances read, were perfect. I've read some other reviews and some other people talking about it that I think missed missed the point. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's. Uh, maybe that's by design. A lot of times filmmakers will leave it ambiguous for a reason. Oh yeah. But I really think that she has was was making a point here um, that I hope uh, people don't miss. But uh, at the very least, it'll cause some great discussion, and you'll just enjoy a a really really uh, enjoyable. It's like a primal creepy, fear yeah, kind of primal fear, and no less than I read a quote from William Friedkin, Ooh, who of course directed, directed the, the Exorcist, Exorcist, one of the greatest ever, who. I believe he said 
it, if, if it wasn't one of, he might have said it was the like scariest uh, scene, movie he's ever seen. Yeah. Now, maybe that's not, maybe, if, if he didn't say that, he said it was one of. I know that. He gave it high, high praise. And uh, rightly so. And rightly so, because like you said, it, it, different things are scary to different people. Mm-hmm. But when you tap into a primal fear, mm-hmm. like you're talking mm-hmm. about, this is just basic to the human condition. Yep. Uh, then you've really touched a nerve, and you don't need to spill a lot of blood. No, it. it's a thing. It's it's actually quite a simple film. Very few, yeah. very few sets. Very, it's it's very simple and really effective. Yeah, really and, effective. Yeah. So see it, <laughs> see it, and hopefully it's going to get some more attention here as we get into the serious award season. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I, I do really too. do, because quite frankly, in this year is a year that is a little week on Best Actress nominee. So I, it might give her a chance to to pop in there because she is not weak. No. Um, it's not a really crowded field. Yeah, I agree with you. So uh, so hopefully she might get some love there. We hope so. And and, and the uh, the filmmaker, Jennifer Kent, is yeah. certainly on a list of people that you want to watch. Oh, yeah, what absolutely. What is she going to do what next? What is she doing because next? If this is, the, this is the way we get to know her, you know, we want to see more. Uh, and 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 not to say that she's always going to have to do these type of creepy movies. Oh, no. She can do a romantic comedy, but I want to see what whatever she's got, she does next. Yeah, what she's got. Yeah, she's the total next. package. Yeah. So uh, so run it down again. There you go. At number five was Housebound. House- number four, The Big Bad Wolves. Yep. Number three, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And number two, Only Lovers Left Alive. And number one, The Babadook. Definitely all worth checking out if they're available. If they're streaming. If they're uh, to rent or maybe on a... If or if some nice independent uh, movie theater is showing one a little uh, little horror marathon, you would definitely <laughs> want to check it check out. Check it out. That's right. And we love to hear from you. Um, we can find us on Twitter. We are at Mad Wolf. That is M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. We're also uh, on Facebook at Mad Wolf Columbus, since we're based in Columbus, Ohio. Go Bucks. And, uh, or you can just hit up the website at mad, the website. madwolf.com. Again, two Ds, madwolf.com. And uh, we always love talking about the horror movies. You're not lying. So, uh, so hit us up if you can. And until next time, I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And this is Fright Club. See ya.